0: Um, uh, Let me just welcome everyone this morning uh, to church. Um, One of my um, roles, uh, I work here on staff um, in the conference centre, but one of my roles is, um, uh, I call myself an official welcomer in this place. Um, So I'm giving you an official welcome from the official welcomer. Uh, I want to welcome those who are online this morning and uh, you're very much a part of, uh, of this church, um, whether you're here or you're not, and um, just a special welcome to you guys. Um, also, I have a friend um, visiting from Melbourne this morning, my friend Scott staying with us for the weekend, so welcome to you, Scott. Um, I've been preparing this uh, for this sermon for actually a year. Uh, believe it or not. Um, So it's going to take me a long time to um, get through all this material. (laughs) Um, But I kid you not, this has taken me a year to get to this point, and probably all my life I've been preparing for this. Uh, We're at the end of a series called "God in the Ordinary. and In the past five weeks we've looked at all kinds of ordinary activities that we do in our ordinary lives. uh, From our waking, our eating and drinking, our opinions and arguments, our work and school life, how we'll deal with traffic, and then last Sunday night, our leisure and play. And today we finish this series with the topic of rest. Um, yeah, rest. So if you fall asleep, this is probably the excuse, <laughs> the best excuse to actually do that in church. You can't do it any other week of the year. Uh, Hopefully what you've learned, what you've heard throughout this series is that God is always with us. Uh, He's always in us. In all that we do, God is with us. And he actually wants to be included in all that we do. Not just the Christian things that we do all the spectacular, but in everything that we do. You know, it's easy to see God in the extraordinary. When lives are radically changed, we can see God. Uh, when prayers are miraculously answered, we see God. And sometimes, you know, those very moving worship experiences, we feel and we see God and we, we, we get that God's with us. You know, we don't often see burning bushes. I haven't seen one for a while. And it's been a while since 5,000 people were fed with a few loaves and fishes. Um, But our day-to-day experiences of God are just not normally like those spectacular things. Most days, our experiences of God are lived out in our ordinary lives Um, that are anything but extraordinary. Yet probably the greatest witness of our faith is the way that we live out our ordinary, everyday lives. Uh, With God as our Lord and with him as our source of wisdom, power and love. And it's even more powerful when that life is lived out authentically and consistently. Those who are far from God, who don't know God, who don't know Jesus, they actually want to see how this Christianity thing works out in our everyday, ordinary lives, so they so that they can see, they want to see that in our lives. How does it work? And they, they need to see how we live it out in our ordinary, everyday life. I'm gonna tell you my story um, this morning, um, my recent story, and if you haven't already heard, uh, my recent story involves a massive heart attack, uh, almost, uh, well, just a little over 12 months ago, so, Uh, The 17th of January 2022, I had a massive heart attack. Uh, Then open open heart surgery five months later and a significant portion of the year 2022 was having to rest and recover. Now to say that this was a defining moment in my life is an understatement. I am very aware that I almost didn't make it. Uh, and I'm very aware that I was given another chance. So I came out of this experience determined that I was going to learn something from this experience and that I needed to live my life a whole lot differently. My BHA story, or my before heart attack story, is that my life was characterised by busyness by restlessness. I was always striving for achievement and my life was full of constant activity. I hardly ever stopped. Um, I've always found it hard to stop and even slow down. And when I did stop, my mind was usually still going. Um, And most of the time I found it really difficult to properly rest and sleep. In hindsight, uh, 2021, uh, the year BHA before my heart attack, uh, it it had been particularly challenging uh, for me uh, for lots of reasons. I I remember feeling more exhausted uh, and more stressed than normal. I was less focused and I I lacked my normal energy levels um, most of the time. Uh, Now, these weren't new experiences for me, but it was just more so in 2021. And when I look back at um, that year and the things that I did, the conference centre, so I I managed the conference centre, it started getting crazy busy. Uh, And it got so busy that I found it hard to keep up. So how do I address that? I did more. I added more hours to the hours that I was already working and more hours and more hours. Um, And then most of those were at work, but sometimes at home as well. My wife will tell you I was lots of times at home. And I got to the point that even when I wasn't working, I was thinking about work. I couldn't turn it off. Has anyone ever been in that situation where you just can't turn it off? Um, see, and other than work, I was involved in lots of ministry areas and activities in the church, including preaching regularly. I went to the gym most days, also in this building. I ran our church's basketball team. And believe it or not, on my days off, which included Monday, I usually found a reason to come into this building. Um, And I probably uh, broke some records that year for the most time spent in Door of Hope Church building. So as a result, my health, my work, and I think my relationships suffered. I was in this pace of life that I couldn't maintain. Um, the heart attack was a huge wake-up. Um, I remember the staff in the hospital, they kept telling me this, the type of heart attack that you had, we normally call a widow makeup. You can't hear that enough, can you? Um, and I was very lucky to still be here, is what they said. I had se- uh, s- um, several significant blockages in my arteries, and one of them was fully blocked. Um, so, I was determined that I was going to make the most of this second chance that I'd been given and I was going to learn from this experience. I believe that God wants to teach us, but we go through trials and, and, and tribulations and all that, that stuff because God wants to show us something. So, I, I had my ears open, my heart open, my, my eyes open to learn anything that I could from God in this experience. So, what followed was a long wait for surgery. I'd been quite um, well during that, uh, that, that period, um, and the, the surgery was uh, very painful. They pull your chest right open and do all kinds of things that uh, are horrifying to think about, but the worst bit for me was the excruciatingly long wait, the long recovery period. I spent almost five months at home, forced to rest, and I know that's, uh, some people do it a whole lot longer than that, but for me who... Uh, who was always on the go. Five months was always very painful. And for a lot of this period, that I couldn't do anything at all. I couldn't lift anything, I couldn't go anywhere. And the pain from having my chest cut wide open was huge and it took a long time for that to heal. I learned a lot um, through this experience. I even have a list that I started in hospital those first few days. I was so determined I'm gonna learn from this, so I started writing all the things that I learned. And I'm still adding to that list, and I'm gonna share a couple of those with you now. Um, The first one is, apparently I am not invincible, (laughs) um, and being awesome is not enough, apparently. Uh, Number two, I know that my wife was right, and yes, I did need to do something about my weight. Uh, Number three, if you're going to have a heart attack, the church prayer room was a good room choice. (laughs) Um, True story. Um, Number four, I know that my God is good and I'm grateful to him for protecting me and saving me. Number five, I don't like hospital beds or hospital coffee. Um, Number six, I've been given another opportunity to live an awesome life for my God. Uh, And there's lots more. If you want to talk to me about that later, it's fine. Um, But the lesson I heard loudest that year, uh, since my heart attack, was about rest. Um, I think that lesson came about because of a prayer that I'd been praying for some time, and I'm going to tell you about that. See, one of my favourite verses, uh, even well before this experience, is the message version of the Matthew 11 um, passage that says, come to me, all who are weary... Um, you know the verse, Uh, and the message version says this. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I love it. I love it. It stirs my soul. And the idea of um, this unforced rhythms of grace had always intrigued me. And if I'm probably if I'm honest, it probably eluded me too. The whole verse just stirred my soul. And I knew it wasn't my experience, but I also knew knew that I really needed it uh, in my life. So it sat there in the back of my mind somewhere. Then a few days after my heart attack, sitting in a hospital bed, this verse somehow came to my mind and it stirred me again like never before. I ended up deciding this is going to be my life verse. Uh, Even if I don't fully get up, somehow I need this and God's trying to tell me something. Um, I'm going to recover my life, I determined. I want to see what it is to have real rest. I want to learn the unforced rhythms of grace and how to live freely and lightly like those words said. So I made a prayer out of the verse and it reads like this. This is my personal prayer. Lord, I know what it is to be tired, worn out and burned out on religion. I have been leaving and working the wrong way for a long time and it has led to my lack of focus, my exhaustion and my heart attack. It's also negatively impacted on my work and my relationships. Lord Jesus, I'm coming to you now. I want to get away with you right now to recover my life. Show me during these days how to take a real rest. I want to walk and work with you. Show me how to do it. Show me the unforced rhythms of grace. Thank you, Jesus, that you don't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on me. Lord, I want to keep company with you because I need you. I want to learn to live freely and lightly today. And that was my prayer. So I kept praying it. And I prayed it often. I prayed it every day. And God answered my prayers in, in unexpected ways. So part of the answer to that prayer was that I was forced to rest. You know when we pray things like, God give me patience and he gives us opportunities to be, have to be patient. <laughs> uh, when you pray for rest, he... Uh, anyway, I ended up with five months of it. Um... I was forced to rest, and I started to notice the activities that helped me and my, my mind, my body, to rest, and I started to learn those activities that actually didn't help me rest. Like I found that reading, um, going to the beach and scenic walks actually worked for me, uh, as does hanging out with great mates and going out for coffee. I also found that binge-watching TV, too much of it, Or playing on my phone was not overly restful. Uh, Neither was shopping uh, and gardening wasn't my thing either. (laughs) Um, I'm sure some of you might actually find those things restful. Um, Part of the answer was that I began to experience those things that God promised me. I started to feel a recovered life. Uh, I started to feel real rest. I started to feel the unforced rhythms of grace and I was finally learning to live freely and lightly, praise God God is actually offering that to all of us and I think some people here really need to hear these words He also started to put books podcasts, sermons in front of me that talked about rest and it happened so many times I had to start taking notice, God does this to me and I think this is how I hear from God and I must be Not smart, because he has to tell me lots of times. Um, Excuse me a moment. Um, See, the thing is, I wasn't looking for this subject. I wasn't looking to learn about rest. I would have been much happier reading a book about being productive or achieving more. Those are my kinds of books, but these books kept getting put in front of me and God knew what he was doing. What was even stranger to me was that the subject of Sabbath kept coming up. Now I certainly wasn't looking for that subject, um, but God seemed to be turning up the volume uh, on this idea and I just had to be obedient and explore what Sabbath was all about. So I decided to try it. Weekends were often busy for me. And, and I know some of you are in that same situation, particularly with church involvement. So Sunday wasn't didn't seem to be an option. So I decided Mondays would work best for me. I had Mondays off every week and everyone else in my family was either working or doing something else. So it made sense. Uh, and I read and I listened to everything that I possibly could on the subject of Sabbath and I talked to... Um, Christian leaders and teachers that I respected so I could learn even more. I was determined that I was going to get something out of this experience. You see, the word Sabbath um, comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat. uh, And that means to stop. It refers to doing nothing related to work for a whole 24-hour work period, uh, a a whole 24-hour period each week. On Sabbath, we imitate God by stopping our work in resting. It means to stop. And I just, I, that wasn't my experience, BHA. Um, it's just a few other thoughts about Sabbath. Um, like Luke was saying, God rested on the seventh day. Um... And it says in Genesis, By the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because, it, because on it he rested from all work of creating that he had done. And I had to think, why on earth, or well, why do you think God actually rested? And that we know about it. You know, this could very easily have been a six-day creation story. He could have told the story in six days and that was it. And then we get the rest of the story. Why is it that we know about his rest? Do you think that our our all-powerful God was actually tired? Um, Does it say that he was tired? Did he actually really need rest? Uh, do we know uh, any other occasion where it said that God rested? See, I think God rested because, not because he actually needed it. Uh, he, he rested because we needed it. He needed to set an example for us to follow. And the seventh day thing was a pattern or a rhythm that he wanted us to adopt. And besides, if it was a six-day story, it would muck up our calendar. Um, Good joke thank you i'll take that um some other thoughts observing the sabbath is the only spiritual discipline that is in the ten commandments i looked i checked um it doesn't say thou shalt pray every day it doesn't say you need to read your bible every day but it does say that we should observe the sabbath Um, while jesus was often critical of the pharisees for their ridiculous sabbath practices Jesus himself observed the Sabbath. And Jesus actually called himself the Lord of the Sabbath. See, Sabbath is an opportunity to create a rhythm or a pattern in, in our life, a more sustainable pace. Who feels like life just kind of gets out of control? The, the pace seems unsustainable sometimes. Sabbath actually provides an opportunity to set a realistic pace, a sustainable pace in our life. Uh, it's an opportunity to stop and reset or recharge for the week to come. Let me also say that Sabbath isn't just for the tired. Um, I think it's actually a pre-empty thing, it's a proactive thing, it's a, a thing that actually starts. I think it was, uh, it was actually meant to be the starting place of our week. Uh, where we actually work from a place of rest rather than, than resting from a place of work. You know how we, we uh, struggle through the week and we die to have rest at the end of the week? When you actually start at a place of rest, the week just ceased. There is a difference. Um, and I found that I was able to do and achieve more in the remaining days uh, than I could in seven days. And I call it a tithing effect. That's my term. Uh, We give God a seventh of our week and he helps us to do more with the remaining six. And it doesn't make sense logically, but um, that was my experience. I started being more productive in six days. Go figure. Um, And possibly the most important thing that I gained from my Sabbath experience is that it gave me another opportunity to reorient my life back to God or to reconnect with my God. And when, um, when I wasn't distracted, you know how hard it is to connect with God properly when you're distracted, when life is at that hectic pace. And Sabbath gave me an opportunity to do this when I was in the best place um, mentally. Um, being intentional about Sabbath rest has helped me to find space in my life, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally to be still and know that he is God. What I want you to know is that God created us and he knows what is best for us. And he's given us a gift and that gift is called Sabbath. It's an opportunity to rest, recover and reset for the week and to reorient our life back to God. This is a rhythm of grace. For me, um, some of my Sabbath activities were this. Uh, having a nap. Um, it, gives me, it gives you a good excuse to do so. Um, reading, uh, walking the dog, going out for coffee, breakfast or lunch or whatever. Um, scenic walks, um, having a massage, listening to podcasts, Bible study, prayer, listening to worship music, retreat days away. Your list might be different. I will not list for Sabbath includes working, any type of work, um, checking emails, no social media, no gaming. Now, I know this probably raises a lot of questions. Um, I, I, I wish I had a lot more time to discuss all of this stuff. Like, um, how do I fit this in my life? Might be one question that you have, particularly if you've got small children. Or that my work situation doesn't allow for an opportunity to, to fit in a Sabbath day. How can I fit that in? What about uh, the question, isn't my Sunday activity enough? After all, I do go to church. I relax with my friends and family every Sunday. What about this question, does the commandment to observe the Sabbath still apply? So many questions and there's lots and lots more. Um, and if you're interested, I'd I, I love to talk more about it if you, if you want to talk to me about it any other time. Um, and I'll make time to talk about it. I can also recommend some books and podcasts on the subject, uh, which I'll do right now. So um, this one's called The The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry." It's by John Mark Comer. Excellent. Um, This one here is called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Peter Scazzaro. Two uh, great um, books on Sabbath and rest. Um, And if you're really interested... Um, the Peter Scazzaro one, he's, uh, he's done an e-book just on the Sabbath um, topic. And if you, um, if you want a copy of that, I'm going to make, uh, I'll make you a copy. Uh, it's a really good summary of that Sabbath stuff. So if you leave your name and maybe your email address at the welcome desk, uh, I'll make sure you get a copy of that because it's good reading. Um, Jesus made a big point of real rest. So why not take him up on that offer? Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest, Jesus says. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What about the more familiar version of that passage? Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." Could any of you use that kind of rest, real rest, to live freely and lightly, to learn the rhythms of grace? So the world is full of people who are experiencing burnout, exhaustion, chaos, uh, constant tiredness, restlessness, lack of focus, lack of energy, discombobulation even. I like to throw that word in. And it's not just the world, I reckon in this room there's lots of people in those situations that are experiencing those kinds of things, that exhaustion. And the good news is that God is actually offering us today recovery for our life. Who needs that? (laughs) Um, Real rest. He's offering unforced rhythms of grace and the keys to living freely and lightly. What about these words from Scripture? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. So good quality rest is of vital importance to our life. Vital importance. The medical profession, the health and fitness industry, the sporting world, they understand this. And they understand the benefits of rest and recovery for optimum performance. To we, in my research, I looked, uh, I talked with several people who were either in the, who were either professionals in the fitness industry or they were elite athletes. And here are some of the quotes from those conversations. It's well known in the fitness industry that rest and recovery are equally essential components of an exercise program, because it gives the body time to repair, rebuild, and strengthen itself between workouts. It's also important from a psychological perspective. Uh, Ensuring that we not only have sufficient rest days but good quality rest, sleep, relaxation, switching off from everyday stresses, is paramount to recovery. It's paramount. In doing so, your body will respond better to your training and you will achieve your goals much quicker and without less obstacles. I'm not sure if you've watched any of the recent Australian Open tennis and I look at that and I'm like, you have to admire those athletes, those elite players who can sustain that power, that speed, the focus that they have and the high performance, point after point, game after game, match after match, tournament after tournament, at that high level. How do they do that? Um, sometimes in the in the face of high pressure, sometimes in the face of difficult conditions, how do they maintain that level? And I can tell you part of the that answer is this: is that they have adopted rest, recovery, uh, is uh, rest and recovery routines or rhythms um, uh, between points, uh, between games, between matches, between tournaments, so that they can maintain um, this success, that they can maintain this high level of performance. It's the rest and recovery routines in between that allow them to continue. So we don't need the world to tell us that that we need rest. We should already know because um, right from the beginning, our Creator God Himself demonstrated how important rest was even when he didn't need it. He then commanded his people to observe the Sabbath and keep it holy. Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, the Lord of Sabbath, he also modelled this behaviour and today he is offering you a recovered life. He's offering you real rest. He's offering to teach you the unforced rhythms of grace and to live freely and lightly. Would you like that? Would you like that? I'm going to finish by praying the rhythm of grace prayer over you. Uh, So if you just bow your heads. Lord, many of us know what it is to be tired, worn out and burned out. Lord Jesus, we come to you now. We want to get away with you right now to recover our life. Show us how to take a real rest. We want to walk and work with you. Show us how to do it. Show us the unforced rhythms of grace, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you don't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on us. Lord, we want to keep company with you because we need you. We want to learn how to live freely and lightly today. In Jesus' name. Amen.